Good morning and welcome back to Corinth in Your Car. We are so glad that you have joined us and we're excited to get into a fun conversation today in Adam's exact words. Um, let's get a little bit weird. Let's get weird. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some weird stuff today. Uh, but before we do that, let's do a check in like we normally do. Let everybody know how uh, how's the week been for you guys so far. Uh, it's been a week. That's an accurate assessment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, some weeks are just weeks. Some weeks are just weeks, and this week is a very weekish week. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Josh. Yeah. Um. It's been it's been a good week. Uh, we, I don't know, met small group Monday night. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And um, Wednesday night wrapped up a Holy Spirit class. That was also fun. Got to surprise Sasha yesterday um, over over lunch break. Showed up and uh, hung out for a little bit at lunch with her. So that was that was cool. That's fun. So yeah, yeah, cool. I just showed up and put two onion rings on her plate. So. <laughs> it's a truly romantic yeah man I love I was, the you know rings. the only thing between here and there is kelly's barbecue so i got some barbecue and some uh, onion and rings some onion rings okay a few onion rings because i know she likes that so there you go i got i had some onion rings recently i can't remember where but they were good mm. yeah. a good onion ring is hard to beat but too much of the time you bite into the onion ring and the whole onion slides out yeah and you can't it's bite gotta, it or whatever. The, the I mean, batter gotta, has to be w- yeah, good enough to right. hold the onion within. And, uh, and you have to be able to bite through the onion so the yeah. whole onion doesn't slip out of yeah. the coating. Yeah, which means the onion has to be cooked. Mm-hmm. It can't be raw. Anyways. And they were they were good. So Good. Yeah, props to Kelly's. Yeah, it's been a good week for me. Apart from, um, I think I was mentioned in this on stage a couple of weeks ago, apart from just pollen complete, completely tearing me apart. Um, I'm doing just fine. Um, you know, last, uh, last night at youth group was fun. We did uh, like some color powder, um, like you would see it like color run and stuff like that. And so if the ball field looks a little bit colorful this morning, it's you just, did the you yellow just harvest po- pollen. I was going to say the yellow, you oh, just use the pollen. I'm pretty sure that it's just, uh, <laughs> it saved a lot starch. of money. Yeah, it just saved yeah. a lot of money. Just no kidding. Up, swept up the pollen and we used it. have done that. Also, um, I would have really died if that was the case because, uh, one student picked up a, a whole bowl of powder uh, once we were done and threw it on the back of my head. Right. Um, so, but anyways, I wore a white hat and on purpose, and now it's a colorful no, hat. It's not. Yeah. So <laughs> it'll be fun. So good week. Um, hey, you mentioned at the beginning of your sermon uh, yesterday, Adam. You mentioned the Twilight Zone. Sure did. Um, the Twilight Zone is iconic in at least its mm-hmm. intro music. The I don't. I don't know. I'll do it. Do 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 do. There you go. Right. So, so that's what it is. Everybody knows that. But uh, I'm curious to ask you guys. Did you? Are you familiar with the show? Did you watch any of it? Any episodes that you remember? It's kind of kind of weird. Um, I don't know that I necessarily grew up watching it. I mean, it was always on Nick at Night whenever I was growing up on Nickelodeon, and so I remember like the. Uh, I think it's William Shatner and the uh, Gremlin on the airplane. I remember that one. I remember that episode. Okay. Yeah, he's the only one that can see this monster out there destroying the plane, and everybody thinks he's crazy. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about probably about the only one I remember. Okay. I would remember that one. That one's a like an easy one to remember. Yeah. I think. Uh huh. Yeah. Josh. I uh, so so I watched my first two minutes of the Twilight Zone ever um, about <laughs> ten minutes ago when Adam sent that link to the yeah the show he was talking about Sunday. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess I don't know if I'm but, embarrassed to admit that or not, but no, I just never watched it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not like one of those things you have to see. I've this. heard about it and all that yeah. stuff, but I you never heard about it. You know the it. intro music, yeah. Um, but yeah, I so I'm I'm a little bit like Twilight Zone was kind of out by the time I was around mm-hmm. and really old enough to mm-hmm. watch it without having nightmares. But I do remember my dad talking about it, and he was always t- he would always talk about how scary it was. Like, oh my goodness, the Twilight Zone is so scary. You, you, you so scary. Mm-hmm. So then, the first few episodes that I got to watch, I'm just like, it's it's a little creepy. I wouldn't necessarily say scary. And so we're just like kind of laughing at our dad, no, it's, <laughs> you know, about how he was terrified of these things. Well, it's diff- like, it's, uh, it's different because nowadays, if you did Twilight Zone, it would be filled with gore, right? And which is not a thing I'm really into. No, but, and so what they had to do, and what Hitchcock had to do back in the days they were able to create 
suspense. Suspenseful uh-huh. moments, yeah. Through cutting well, and through that's another camera story. work and stories. That's so. another one as well is the the Hitchcock movie, The Birds. Mm-hmm. That uh, that movie for my dad is the scariest movie he's ever seen. He's yeah. terrified of it. Yeah. So whenever we were older, mm-hmm. we found it at the at the Blockbuster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, rented it, and so we sat down to watch it, and he's like talking about how scary it was and there were scenes where he's like jumping and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff and we're just cracking up like yeah. this is this mm-hmm. is not that scary yeah. at all we were yeah. maybe preparing ourselves for something but that's kind of the twilight zone for me is um i i, I watched i've seen a few episodes i don't remember any in, in particular but i do know the music is iconic and it was mm-hmm. kind of fun like the a couple episodes that i saw yeah i don't know there you go you ever see the pig face one no, I did not see the pig-faced one. Yeah, so you they it's like this weird planet to where um all the people look like pigs and that's considered beautiful. Huh. And okay. then this like gorgeous woman shows up there and they're like, "Oh my gosh, she's hideous. <laughs> Looks horrible." <laughs> and they like are trying to get her to wear the pig mask and okay. look like that. So, yeah. Yeah. That'll come full circle here to our story in a little bit about pigs. Um, Hey, here's a fun question. Um, Who would win in a fight? What do you guys think between a bear and a lion? That one for me, I think you have to be more specific on the bear. If it's a black bear, I think the lion wins. If it's a grizzly or a polar, you think think the the grizzly or the bigger the bear, the bigger the chance the lion loses. Also, what lion? Because well, I'll just I'll know. just go big. Let's go biggest and baddest, right? So, king of the jungle, um, leader of the tribe, male lion with a full mane versus a grizzly bear. I don't it's know. It's hard for me to take it, not take the grizzly bear. It's but hard I don't, for me to not take the lion. Really? Ooh, okay. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know anything about these animals enough yeah. to make an educated guess. But no, I, I did I'm see scrolling through Instagram the other day. Somebody was showing a video of their wedding. It was out by like a river. And in the background, a bear is killing a I've moose. Seen I've seen that video. And moose are no, yeah. like nothing to be joked with. Those yeah. things are huge. They're very majestic as yeah. well. Yeah, that's that's uh, a wedding video that mm-hmm. is going to be fun to get back. Absolutely. A couple. So there you go. Well, what do you think? I don't, I don't know. You wrote the question. Uh, I did write the question. I, I think my, my initial thought would have been bear too because I was thinking grizzly. And I, th- I think that a bear... The only reason that I might think a lion stands more of a chance is because the lion usually is smarter about the way that he hunts and fights than a bear. Not to say that bears aren't, but bears are a lot of yeah. force. I'm going to just come after you. Lions are a little bit more strategic. But if it's just like a straight up fight, one to one. I think the lions are more agile to maybe get at the neck to bite down on that. Okay. So that, that could take the, yeah. yeah, that could be the lion's. Strategy. Strength, strategy. Bear, I feel like the bear skin is probably so <laughs> thick like, and thick. It's like the Kung Fu so. Panda line. It's like, what are you going to do, Panda? Sit on me? <laughs> like, don't tempt me. I will. Okay, uh, this one would be interesting because it's basically the same thing. But a marlin or a swordfish? Yeah, I had to Google what's the difference between the I two. Yeah. I say marlin. I also think marlin. I, th- I think marlin are bigger. But I don't know. I have no idea on this one. What are you finding, Adam? I don't know. <laughs> I am not a marine biologist. So. No. <laughs> I just, I was thinking through questions. I was like, what could I ask you about with fights? And I thought, oh, there are two types of fishes with very sharp noses. So what if they fought? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think marlins, uh, I think marlin are bigger. Um, and so I will go for them just based off of that one. But if we don't know, we don't know. Yeah, no clue, man. All right, cool. Next one, Batman or Superman? Superman. Superman. That's not even close. Yeah. Superman, Superman. I agree. Um, I'm going to go off script here, ask a couple more. Um, who would win in a fight, uh, a taco or a grilled cheese sandwich? <laughs> if you know, you know. Taco. Taco. I'm sure, taco. Taco. Okay, cool. Uh, Josh or Adam? <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Adam cheats. So. Close, close quarters. Yeah. I'll just I'll just run away. I, was about I mean, to say, I'm a coward. I'll just get I'll out of here. Run, but yeah, okay. And here's here's the real one, and we know the answer to this, and this gets us kind of set up into our weird uh, conversation for the the day. Who wins in a fight, Jesus or demons? No contest. No contest. Uh, Jesus. Jesus Jesus wins. And so Adam, that kind of sets us up a little bit for um, the conversation, the sermon that you preached yesterday. Why don't you give us a quick recap, part two of Healer, the miracles of Jesus. And we hung out in Mark chapter 5. Why don't you tell us mm-hmm. what it's all about? 
Yeah, yeah. So we're walking through mir- different types of miracles or uh, different miracles that Jesus performed while he was here on on earth. And uh, really, uh, chapter five, first 20 verses is all about this miracle of deliverance to where there's a guy that's possessed uh, by multiple demons and uh, Jesus is able to to heal him. And it's a it's a weird one. Um, because, you know, you start trying to get into what is application for today. What are we supposed to walk away from it? And, um, it's weird, you know, because, uh, we live in a very rational, uh, mindset kind of society. And so, um, I can remember having this discussion with one of my professors in Bible college. I was like, so do you think that like all this demoniac stuff that we read about in scriptures, is that really just mental illness and, you know, schizophrenia and those kind of things? And he, quickly corrected me yeah. <laughs> he's like nope I, no. I don't believe that yeah um you know this is real and it's a spiritual world and so we just kind of looked at the um the the battle that we are are facing um on a daily basis that we are probably for the most part um unaware of unaware for sure and so uh hopefully we're able to to give some uh just some good warnings some good cautions and then just a great reminder that um, if we're Christians, this is a battle that's already been won for us. Right. And so it's nothing to fear. It's something to be aware of um, because we're not going to be ignorant of the schemes of the devil. And um, but, yeah, so that's kind of kind of where we're weird, weird place to be. Yeah, no doubt. Josh, as you're kind of thinking through uh, what Adam said yesterday, what uh, strikes you is particularly helpful or encouraging or challenging or insightful. Kind of the same question we ask every week. Yeah, I enjoyed the dad jokes. So the hog wild and suicide and stuff. all that stuff. No, um, I I enjoyed the encouragement and challenge to keep the proper balance because I think where uh, we get off track. I think there was a quote in there too, right? About C.S. Lewis might have said yeah. that that yeah. quote um, where. It's almost like two equal yet opposite errors mm-hmm. to just go crazy and be obsessed with yep. um, spiritual stuff, like dark stuff, and that really gets you into trouble. Mm-hmm. But it's an opposite error just to ignore it. So I enjoyed that challenge. I think we're coming back to a question later perhaps with that. But that's, I don't know, That's that for me is probably the, the big takeaway here is spiritual world is real. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to acknowledge that and watch right. out for that um, but at the same time realize jesus is way stronger yeah and i think that's kind of the most encouraging thing for me to come out of uh, yesterday was just what what mark is doing in you know the end of chapter four all the way through the end of chapter five and with today's specific story is something that adam i think you highlighted really well yesterday and it's just the the power of jesus is being put on display here Mm-hmm. And it's just a really incredible and in a lot of ways, just overwhelming thing to see mm-hmm. uh, where you've got now two weeks, two massive miracles. And you see Jesus has power over creation because he can tell creation to shut up and be still. And it does. Mm-hmm. And now Jesus has power over uh, the spiritual realm mm-hmm. um, because he commands demons to come out and they do. Right. And so it's just uh, for me, just really encouraging to know. And to see on display in a very real way, Jesus's power trumps the power of anything else. And it's something that you know, um, but then whenever you look at these stories, it becomes something that takes the forefront of your mind, um, mm-hmm. which is something that I'm really grateful for. So I love that from yesterday. Um, let's, let's get into the story. Let's kind of recap the whole story of Mark chapter 5. I think this is a fun one, a good narrative. Um, so we'll recap that story and then maybe ask about some of the details or connections or background that got uh, kind of left out of the sermon that might be fun to talk through. So, um, Adam, take a crack at kind of summarizing the story for us real quick. Yeah. So it's the it is literally following right after the miracle that we looked at last week, coming of the sea. And so they go over to the other side of the lake and they're immediately confronted by this um, guy, or as Matthew would say, uh, two guys. Mm -hmm. Um, There's two possessed people here, Mark, and I believe Luke at the same, just really focus on the one. Mm -hmm. Um, But because probably this guy is the vocal one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if he's got, you know, 100 to 6,000 demons inside of him, that's probably why he's pretty vocal. Goodness. Um, But um, so um, 
naked. We, uh, you know, like I can remember uh, calling him the nude rude dude. And yeah, the, the, with a tude. Yeah, with yeah. a tude. Yep. And so just a clear, I mean, it's dem- demonic possession. Jesus um, casts out the demons uh, into a herd of pigs. They run off the cliff. Uh, people find out about it and they come and they are so disturbed by Jesus. So you end up with, you know, really, if you look at the end of chapter four, the disciples are terrified because they see Jesus and his power. And you look at the end of this story, the crowds, um, the, the the people are terrified because they've seen the power of Jesus. Yeah. And then they're just like, you got to, you got to get out of here. Get lost. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. not only are they terrified, they're probably pretty mad. Because yeah, Jesus some, just killed all their pigs, and they yeah, would have like, some they're, economical they're pig stuff herders, yeah. yeah, and so all their a lot of money just ran off. Well, well, and yeah, just literally ran off. Um, yeah. There went the bacon. There went. Uh-huh. There it went. And um, <laughs> but no, too. Like one of the you know some of the fascinating things about it is it's it's obviously a non-Jewish population mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because of all the pigs, right? And so Jesus is revealing his power to the Gentiles. Um, which is uh, for probably 99.9% of the listeners of this uh, podcast, uh, pretty good news. Yeah, um, right. Really. And uh, considering that all of us are Gentiles. Um, so that's that's uh, just a pretty, pretty uh, powerful statement that he's making. Yeah, to the Gentiles, which if you put yourself in the the spot of the people who got in the boats and followed him to the other side, if you get put yourself mm-hmm. in the disciple spots, like for them – that's actually something pretty controversial Oh, and something that they're yeah. going to have to wrestle with, uh, like right there in that moment is, whoa, what's, what's Jesus doing over here mm-hmm. and why is he displaying his power over here? And why is he allowing this, uh, delivered man to go and share about the kingdom of God in this region that mm-hmm. we don't pay any attention to or would rather kind of avoid. And so. Definitely some of that at play. What are some other things just kind of looking at the story that you thought were kind of fun or insightful connections to different stories or other parts of scripture that, that stood out? Either of you can go go ahead. Yeah, I mean, well, I think so. One of the connections for me that's um, happening right now is just last week we talked about sometimes Jesus actually takes you to a storm or like following Jesus doesn't prevent the storms. So this is talking about the Gentile territory and displaying his power to Gentiles. This is, I guess, part of Jesus's plan, right? Like he Mm -hmm. said, let's get in the boat and go to the other side. So Jesus is fully human. He's also fully God. And so to a certain extent, he knows, he knows what's over there. Mm -hmm. And he, he's bringing the disciples there to not only experience the storm, but to experience these people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've always thought about that storm was happening and these pig herders on the other side, it, they had to have seen the storm and then see it stop instantaneously. Yeah, right, right. And then a boat shows up out of the middle of that storm. Yeah. And they got to be like, all right, so first of all, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> and then they see this demoniac that's cured and he's sitting there with clothes on. All right. What's really going on here? Yeah. So, yeah I had never really thought about that before. I mean, the Sea of Galilee is super small. You can see... You know, we're not talking the like other, the Atlantic really. Ocean. Right. I mean, we're talking like they're going to see that storm, yeah. and then they're going to see it, right? Like snap of a finger, stop, and yeah. that's got to freak you out. I mean, I've never so, seen a storm stop that fast. Are, so, is everybody caught up on the Chosen now? Have you watched all? I've watched season? all season three. Have you watched yeah. all season three? Yes, I'm caught up. Okay, so I'm caught up. We're, we're caught up now too, and so uh, you must have binged because you hadn't oh, yeah. started it. Yeah, no. Is that why you do you do, uh, do that on purpose? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so one of the ways the season ends, and um, if you're like trying to avoid spoilers, um, I don't know what to tell you because like it's from skip. it's from the Bible. Skip, <laughs> so, skip ahead. Yeah, but so like the the last episode of the season is with the walking on water, right? And yeah. what they do is they kind of combine the walking on the water and the calming of the storm together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I thought was interesting is that they had that one Roman character, um, the guy that's always on the horse. I think his name's Atticus. Mm-hmm. Um, was on the shore mm-hmm. watching yeah. what took place as well. And um, so my guess on that, not that this is a chosen podcast, I think <laughs> I think that guy is going to be the uh, Roman at the cross. Okay. Yeah. Said, I, was, I had that same thought. Yeah. I thought it was either yeah, going to be so him too. or Gaius. Yeah, Gaius is going to be – he's the centurion who's going to say, 
all you have to do is say the word because he's got, oh, yeah, that's he's right. got a six. Yep. He's got yeah. a six son. That's uh-huh. right. Yep. And yep. so I it, thought what yeah. they did with that storyline was really cool too. But anyway, that's not a chosen well, podcast. But but with it as well though, you know, you go to the Gentile thing, and you know, so at the end of the feeding of the five thousand, um, the the Jewish leaders are there and they're finding out. It's like, wait a second, he's mm-hmm. he's breaking bread with Gentiles, and so. I thought that the the show does a good job of trying to create and to help illuminate just the tension mm-hmm. between the Jewish people and the Gentiles. Yeah, they do a good and job. And so, I mean, this is what connects to this story. Him going over purposely to the other side, to the Gentile region, to mm-hmm. perform this act. Um, and if I remember right, then he they get back in the boat. And they go back across the lake yeah. right after he gets done they're, doing this. They're, yeah, yeah. So immediately they're back across. The woman and, and Jairus is uh, back on the other side of the lake. Yes. So this is like. So he specifically. <laughs> they took a boat ride to do this. and then do this one back. thing. Uh-huh. And then they went back. And yeah. then just go back. Yep. You know, so just pretty fascinating. Yeah. I think it was interesting. One thing um, that I was noticing from this week's story and last week's story is you've got uh, the power of Jesus is on display and the disciples are terrified, and they ask the question, who is this man? That even the wind and the waves obey him? You get to this mm-hmm. week's story. Jesus has this encounter with the legion of demons, and they don't ask, who is this man? They go, this is the man. <laughs> like, we right. know who yeah. you are. You are the yeah. son of the yeah. Most High God. And uh, I, think, I think it's just interesting that what uh, sometimes um, the people in Jesus' day weren't able to see the demons knew, mm-hmm. and it reminds me of one of my favorite verses, James chapter two, verse nineteen. So, uh, James is kind of coming after yep. Christians a little bit. He says, "You believe that there's one God? Well, good for you. Even the demons know that, right? And they're terrified. They shudder. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just really, really cool to kind of think through that. It's like, oh no, 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 no. Yeah, Jesus's power is on display. He's got power over everything, and uh, even even the demons who know that they've lost are scared <laughs> because of that. And that's why they ask, "Would you? We can't be here. Like, you got to get rid of us. Send us to the pigs, please. Would you send us to the pigs?" Um, just thought that was yeah. kind of cool. One one other uh, cool thing. I'll just kind of geek out for a little bit. I remember this because I actually wrote a, wrote a paper on it in college. But there's this kind of theme of falling down. So the storm, Jesus tells it, like, sit down, and it does. But then this uh, demoniac falls down, and the word, it's a, it's a Greek word that is uh, proskuneo, I think is how you say that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. it means literally to kiss towards or really to get down on your knees and put your head on the ground. It's a worshipful term yeah. towards the king. And uh, it's interesting because Jairus will do that as well. He'll fall down, and so will the bleeding woman. She'll fall down, and it's all that same word of uh, of worshiping the king. Yeah, so, that's cool. That's a good connection. Every, everyone's falling down <laughs> at the feet of Jesus. I like it. Cool. Um, so here's the thing. Um, what you can see in this story and what we really just kind of wanted to put in front of ourselves yesterday was that, hey, like, demons are real. Satan has power. Um, what is dangerous about not believing that or not paying attention to that what are some traps that we can fall into if we don't recognize that our battle is a spiritual battle and that uh, there's a guy who lost that's really mad about it i i I think and this is a tough one it's it's a really hard it's a really difficult question to wrestle through um and i think this is why the tension is so important um, but to answer that question specifically, if we're not paying attention to it, then what we will end up doing is only going after natural fixes to the problem. Mm-hmm. And we will end up, or we can end up, uh, cutting ourselves off from the true help that we really need. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I would say is that it creates a very, it has the potential to create a dangerous belief system that um, if evil isn't real, if the demonic, if the yeah. spiritual mm-hmm. isn't real, then it becomes very easy to become a deist. <laughs> that, sure. that God created everything, set it into place, put it into order, and then just walked away from it and never interacts with mm-hmm. the creation again. Yeah. And so unintentionally by ignoring 
the what Paul says, you know, our battle's not against flesh and blood, but it's against the powers and the principalities, you know, the ruler of the air. And we ignore that. We are unintentionally creating this this worldview that um, the only thing that exists is what I see. Sure. And that's an, that's not a good place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the history of the world, this is, I mean, it's 500 or so years old now, science, as we know it. But in the history of the world, that's still not the majority of time. And mm-hmm. so we are still very modern thinking through, or it, it's very new, I guess, in the history of the world mm-hmm. to not think spiritually. Um, right. So we're, we're, we're kind of unique there. And the danger is just if, if our only idea of the devil is like the, uh, who was it? Will Ferrell on SNL yeah. when he was <laughs> playing the guitar and devil sold can't write no love the song. devil and all this yeah. stuff. Like mm-hmm. if that's our picture, you know, Satan has in, in a sense already won because mm-hmm. he has such easy access because listen, like things still are spiritual, even if we mm-hmm. don't see them as spiritual. Yep. So if, if Satan and demonic activity can get into your life, they will. And we might think it's natural or whatever, but it's it's still their work at, at some points. And if we just don't acknowledge it, like it's just even easier access. Well, and I, I think the other thing, too, is um, if we don't acknowledge it, then we are ignoring something that Jesus was very clear about. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. And Jesus understood this realm. Jesus understood what the fight was about, and he understood all these things. And so for us to go, well, that that's that's just old style thinking and uh well then you're disagreeing with him mm-hmm. and i don't know that that's really a place any of us want to be <laughs> yeah no you don't want to tell jesus that he's wrong um because he's not you would be um i think i think those are some really really good insights just as far as some of the dangers um of not recognizing that um this is a this is a thing um it can be a thing um satan does not like you i i think i mentioned in kind of the comments uh on your sermon adam that this this whole conversation kind of reminds me of uh like a i don't know if i want to go child but like a teenage sports team right Mm -hmm. so like uh you've got one basketball team versus another basketball team and it's the fourth quarter and one of the teams is up by 35 points right why not just use the patriots sure something i don't know so but but it's like one of those things where it's like okay we're we've already lost this game there's yeah. 5 minutes left in the fourth quarter we're down 35 points and so because we lost we're going to adapt that if we can't beat them we're going to hurt them type of thing and i think that that is the motivation for uh, satan's attacks mm-hmm. and for what satan sometimes tries to do is he knows he lost jesus yeah. came back to life he yeah. he knows but he's really really mad about it and so he wants to harm as many as he can. He, you know, it's like, oh, I didn't beat him, but I sure as heck want to hurt him. Well, and he also, he knows the end of the story. Yeah. Um, I mean, we know that Satan knows the Bible. He quotes it to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we know he knows the end of the story. We know he knows his ultimate destiny. And so um, he, he is in the process of trying to inflict as much damage to steal, kill, and destroy um, as much as he possibly can. Um, because misery loves company. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Revelation, there's this big battle scene, um, or it, it shapes up rather to be a big battle scene. Yeah. And then it's just super quick, like Jesus wins. Yeah. <laughs> and often we think that's something going to happen in the future. And it's like, no, that already happened when Jesus mm-hmm. rose from the dead. The victory is won. And that's why Satan is so mad. Yeah. Okay, so there are some of the dangers about uh, not recognizing it or not paying attention to it. But what are some of the dangers about going too far to the other way? And this is that C.S. Lewis quote, quote, Mm -hmm. you know, Adam, that you shared and Josh that you mentioned already today. So what's dangerous about going too far to the other side and paying too much attention to it? I mean, I mean, first of all, it's just unhealthy. Sure. Um, I I always think of by spiritual realm, we mean dark spiritual realm. Yes. Because obviously the more of the Holy Spirit you let into your life, yes. the better. Yes. But the dark spiritual realm when you're just, you yeah. know, whatever it may be, if it's cultish stuff or mm-hmm. Wicca or Ouija boards or things yeah. like that, those aren't just fun and games. No. So. Yeah, and so I think there's the, the unhealthy aspect of it. Um, I always think back to, you know, if the only tool you have is a hammer, then everything looks like a nail. Um, <laughs> and so if if everything is demonic, then everything 
you know, everything you see looks looks demonic, but sometimes I think it is it's not healthy because it can absolve us from our personal responsibility. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were I was joking about it, but it's like you know uh, the <laughs> devil made me eat that entire pint of ice cream. It's yep. like no, no, he didn't. Butter Dutter made you eat because you know, <laughs> it tastes so good, but. Um, you, you can't blame every problem you have on evil because part of the issue is me always. I'm always a part of the, the, the problem. So it absolves me from any personal responsibility because I can just blame it on, right. blame it on evil. Um, but I think the other thing too, and Josh is absolutely right, is that um, whenever we are overly fascinated with the demonic and um, that spiritual realm and we're we're just like consumed with it, um, or even playing around with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all of us in our youth ministry days um, have seen kids who have flirted yeah. with stuff way too much. Yep. Yep. You are opening yourself up to these real demons, these real gods, uh, lowercase g uh-huh. gods that are out there, and they have far more power than. Um, than you would want to give them credit for. Yeah. And so if we're not careful, like I always think of, this is a little bit of a ramble, but um, the sons of, uh, how do we say it? Skiva? Skiva. Skiva. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. The seven sons of Skiva. Seven sons of Skiva that are um, in Running some ways. naked. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're play acting mm-hmm. in some ways, you know, like, oh, I heard Paul say this. And so in the name of Jesus, in the name of Paul, I cast you out. And the demon uh-huh. looks at, I, I just, I wish I could see this scene. I'm um, yeah. like, you know, the, the demon looks at these sons of Sceva and they're just like, Jesus, we know, Paul, we know. Who the heck are you? Uh-huh. And just destroy them. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, which is interesting because um, you see them stand up to the sons of Sceva, but every interaction that Jesus has with demons, yeah, like, they don't even attempt to fight. They're like, no. I know who you are. Yeah, I'm gone. Like, please give us grace and, yeah. like, maybe send us into the pigs is what they say in this Now, story. one of the things that was interesting in the text that didn't um, come out um, on Sunday was um, in in Mark's account. No, I'm not for sure about Matthew and Luke, okay? But in Mark's account, um, oh, gosh, where is it? Um, yeah, whenever it says, for Jesus had already said to the spirit, come out of the man, you evil spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember what verse that is. It's around six or seven. Um uh, the verb tense is imperfect. And so that means that Jesus had been saying it repeatedly. Okay. And that yeah. because there were so many demons, they were just like, they were fighting him. Mm-hmm. They were resisting. And so he's having to go after this, like, hey, come out of the man, <laughs> come out of the man. And so that's why they're going, what are you doing? What are you messing with us? Leave us alone. We know mm-hmm. who you are. And uh, they're trying to resist, but they can't. Yeah, right. there's no there's no actual fight. Yes. I mean they can they can talk but the power is not even close. So Yeah. So anyway, that, that got us off topic, but but um so the the overemphasis I would say just kind of boils down to it it, it, it absolves us of personal responsibility. Um it puts us into a place to where we are um messing around or fascinated with things that have a whole lot of power and we've mm-hmm. there's a strong caution um in in that so yeah josh what are your thoughts yeah i think um whenever you open the door to there are there are certain things where i think there are portals into kind of spiritual stuff that are more more dangerous than others and so i'll use an illustration we were just a while ago having some water delivered and the guy delivering it there's a lot of water so he was propping the door open and it's a little chilly today yeah. So when the door was propped, it was cold all the way down this hall, like, mm-hmm. you know, 50 feet away um, because that door was propped open. So when you do the same thing in your life and you prop a door open that shouldn't be open, I mean, the portal, the portal's open. So the spirit, spiritual stuff is coming in. So it's just, it's dangerous when you start playing around with stuff or fascinated with it or you just think it's nothing. And so you go, I don't know, do... <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to name all the things, but just opening up spiritual. <laughs> right. yeah, let us portals. give you a list of things to do. Yeah, um, to open up. Yeah, portals. like, and I've heard it. I've heard you know before, just funny kind of saying sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right. And there's some truth to that, where you know, um, sexual stuff, um, drugs stuff, and rock and roll just being a term for 
entertainment entertainment screens and some of the things that happen through those screens those are portals Mm -hmm. into the spiritual realm and i think i think we would be false to think that spiritual stuff is just this cartoon devil with horns or something Mm -hmm. like that like they can work through those portals well and that's and that's part of the the strategy of satan too is right Mm -hmm. to take something that is good and mm-hmm. twist it to yep. then use it to our own disadvantage. So to go like with it. With or even just morally neutral. Sure. Right. So, but you go with like the, the sex example, right? Like mm-hmm. God created sex. It's good. Mm-hmm. But throughout history and because of brokenness in this world, mm-hmm. Satan has twisted that. And now yeah. all of a sudden he, he can actually use that against us as a way to kind of mess with us and get into yeah. us a little bit. And so it's the same thing with anything morally neutral or mm-hmm. just money money yeah. um, entertainment all that well, sort of stuff yeah. satan knows that he can use those things well even so since we're on the demonic dis- uh, discussion once again a chosen reference this is the first episode i was thinking about it and we're, i almost didn't say it because we already talked about the chosen but i'm I glad mean, it's the it first up. episode yeah. right and how the show depicts the talking season one season, season one, one episode, episode one. one okay yep so how the show depicts Mary having all the demons is because she was abused by a Roman soldier. And they don't, I mean, they, they do a really good job of, they're not graphic or anything right. with it. But if you're an adult or whatever, if you're watching the show, putting two and two together, you can kind of fill in the blanks going, yeah, that's, and that's, that can happen. You know, that can happen. So, yeah. But what I loved, and this is, this is why, why I almost brought it up. And again, this isn't a chosen podcast, um, <laughs> but you've got the character of Nicodemus in the story um, yep. who tries to go help mary mm-hmm. um and perform an exorcism but he cannot and the demons inside of mary look at nicodemus and say you have no power here mm-hmm. we aren't afraid of you uh-huh. mm-hmm. so then a couple of scenes later nicodemus is sitting around with his wife and he's frustrated mm-hmm. because he he's that really really messed with him yeah. like why can't I, why, why wasn't i able to do this mm-hmm. and the conclusion he came to was only God. Only God could have done something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as the next episode comes around, the next few episodes, he realizes, oh, mm-hmm. there was a dude that did it. It was this guy named Jesus. And so I'm going to have to come to terms with the fact that what I said and what Jesus did have something in common and that Jesus might be this this Messiah that might be the son yeah. of God. So really, really cool stuff. Uh, in regards to that, any other thoughts about some of the the dangers about paying too much attention to it, um, or we can kind of move on and talk about just some ideas about how we can kind of stay in the sweet spot, right? So, like, we don't want to overemphasize it, but we don't want to underemphasize it. How can we kind of stay in the middle and be wise about navigating the um, the reality that our fight is against uh, this dark spiritual realm? Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that is helpful in this is being able to identify kind of the um, the methods of the devil himself. Sure. So it's been a while. I can't remember last time I, I referenced it, but there's a 17th century Puritan uh, named Thomas Brooks who wrote a short little book called Precious Remedies Against Satan's Devices. Yeah. Um, I, have you ever heard me reference that? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't okay, think so I Josh have. has. Yeah. So then it's probably by my notes, I think it's been about ten years since I referenced it. Yeah. I might have heard someone else reference this too though. Uh, or I maybe going, maybe yeah. I did reference it again a little bit shorter. But anyway, it basically falls into two broad categories. Um, temptations and accusations. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, temptations, you know, he's baiting the hook, um, he's paints he paints sin as a virtue, um, diminishes the severity of sin, overemphasizes God's mercy. Uh, makes repentance look easy, makes faith look difficult, painful. You, you know, you find yourself comparing yourself to others, um, those kind of things. Um, and that's those are kind of the temptations that that Satan uses. And then the other thing are just accusations, you know, like, you know, causing you to remember your sin more than Jesus, you know, telling you like things like you really don't believe you're just a hypocrite. Um, you should never be sad if you're a Christian, you know, just those those things. And so I think the first step in trying to be able to go, okay, how am I going to keep this balance is just by looking at our situation and going, okay, is this, am I dealing with a temptation? Am I dealing with an accusation right now? And is that, is that where this is kind of stemming from? 
and that kind of helps us to be aware of like what we're processing through. Now with events in our lives, I think it's even harder. Yeah. And so I think you have to walk in with the assumption, and this is a terrible answer, okay, that it's both. Okay. That I'm dealing with a spiritual problem and a, um, what, what would be the word? Uh, natural problem. Flesh. Sure. <laughs> a flesh problem. Yeah. You know, I'm a human being problem. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just kind of just have to walk in with the assumption that it's both. And so I know I'm jumping ahead here, Luke, but I think that's sure. really where the um, advice of do what's natural and ask for the supernatural is how we begin to navigate th- this world. And so I'm dealing with temptation. And so it's like, okay, I know I'm dealing with a temptation right now. I need to do what's natural. And I need to put the right processes or the right safeguards or the right boundaries in place so that I don't fall to this temptation. But then I've also got to do the supernatural and say, Jesus, you know, through your spirit, you have promised that no temptation will seize me except for that which is common to man, mm-hmm. that you are going to provide a way out for me. God, I need that way out yeah. right now. Yep. Um, you know, whenever we're dealing with... Um, you know, things like illness. I think that we can just even go, hey, this might be, this could be both. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to pray um, for the supernatural. I'm going to pray for healing. I'm going to ask for those things, but I'm also going to do the natural thing. And I'm going to go to the doctor and say, what does my blood work look like? What's showing up here? What's going on? Sure. And um, be able to kind of walk through those things. That's, I don't know that that's a great answer. But I think that's kind of how I would approach it is just kind of like assume I'm probably dealing with both in this in this situation. Sure. So, I don't know what you think, Josh. Yeah, I think there's a mix. Um, I was looking up a, a moment ago who said it first. Um, and from what I saw, it was Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> but he, he put terms to uh, just some of the things we face in three categories, the world, the flesh, and the devil. Okay. So the world being like the systems. Think about what America values as a culture mm-hmm. that's going to get into our system yeah yeah um the flesh is kind of your your individual temptation it could be your own biology how you're uh, how you're wired what you've uh, experienced what you've experienced and where you're tempted but then there's the devil too the spiritual realm so we're facing things that are maybe it's part of the world system it's part of our own flesh or it's from the devil and sometimes i love what you said it's not just one it's all the of devil it. can use, hey, you're in America, so I'm going to tempt you with American things because yeah. that's going to make sense to your brain. Yeah. You know, or you are predisposed to um, addiction, so mm-hmm. I'm going to tempt you with an alcohol addiction right. because I know your flesh. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I was also thinking, I don't, I think we have some scriptural answers to uh, Jesus in, he was asked, how, to, how do we pray? And, you know, we just say, well, deliver me, God, mm-hmm. <laughs> deliver me, Jesus, from yeah. temptation. Um, deliver me from the evil one. Yeah. Lead me not into temptation. So there's the Lord's Prayer right there. And then Book of James again, I feel like we reference that a lot. It's it's great. Yeah. If you lack wisdom, ask God for it. Yeah. And so I think that it is hard to discern, but the Holy Spirit is promised to help us discern. So ask for it. Yeah, and I think that that's probably why, and we'll use one of our, like, um, if there was a Corinth in your car bingo game, this one would, <laughs> this one would be a squ- this would be a square. Are you going to say rhythm? I'm going to say rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> this wouldn't be a square. This would be the center star. This would be the center star. This, this would give you a bingo in four one. different this is the ways. This free yeah, one. This is coming awesome. every single time. Uh-huh. Um, but I do think that this is why our rhythms are so important. Yeah. You know, the relational, the reflective, mm-hmm. and... Um, the uh, recreational, just making sure that these things are in in order, so that we are always um, putting ourselves in the best position to where we are in tune with what the Spirit is um, trying to say or reveal to us, and that's where discernment, you know, comes from. Yeah. And so I think that that's a that's a great point. Uh, yeah, the the relational too, though, because um, I was that popped into my head a while ago as well. Just if you think something might be spiritual, like. Mm-hmm talk to a trusted mentor and mm-hmm. get, get yeah. some advice and some help and some counsel because God gave us community as well. I love um, just to reference the class last night, again, the Holy spirit class. There are um, two times in first Corinthians that it says uh, you are a temple of the Holy spirit. 
Mm-hmm. One of them is a singular and one of them is a plural. I love mm-hmm. that. Yep. So you individually are a temple, but y'all are y'all, also the y'all temple. Y'all all. Y'all all. Are a temple. All y'all. Yeah. Holy Spirit, yeah. yeah. I love um, love those thoughts. I think kind of the language I'm putting together in my head is the the more that you are in step with the Spirit, like that's some biblical language, right? It's keep mm-hmm. in step with the Spirit. The more you keep in step with the Spirit, the more out of step you're going to be with um, uh-huh. temptations and accusations and some of the tricks of the um the devil right so yeah. the more in step you are with the spirit which is where these rhythms come into play which is where community comes into play mm-hmm. um the more you're going to not necessarily forget about but um overcome um the the tricks of the devil that might come your way the temptations that come yeah. your way and that's um so, that's Romans 8 you know keep right. in step with the spirit and yeah. once again this comes from last night the holy spirit stuff um, Romans seven comes before <laughs> Romans eight. There you go. You're so kidding me. That's why you that's listen. Evolutionary. That's why you listen. It's I, but I, I learned something this week pre- prepping for that class that Paul, when he writes Romans seven, he keeps on talking, what a wretched man I am. I do the things I don't want to do. I don't do the things I want to do. Anyway, uh, Romans seven, he uses I or me 30 times. <laughs> yeah. And then Romans eight. It's all about the spirit, the spirit, the spirit, the spirit, the spirit. So I think that's there's cool. a contrast there where yeah. you're trying to do it yourself. You're going to be like Paul and say, what a wretch I yeah. am. Yeah. But Romans I do 8, the things I don't want to do. Yeah. I don't do the things I do want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and think too through, um, I mean, another letter of Paul, Ephesians 6, where we've got our mm-hmm. great VBS Bible passage. The armor of The God. armor of God. Yep. You know, that's uh, the same passage of your struggle is not against flesh and blood. It is. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yep. it's put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes yeah. of, of the devil. Three, and, and I think three times in chapter 6, that short section, he says stand. Like yep. three yep. times. Stand, stand, stand. This is yeah. how you do it. Yeah. And that's why we say... You need your rhythms. You know, right. Be in the scriptures. Be, yeah. be praying. Be in community. Be worshiping. Be you know all these things. It, it's it is because it's what's best for us, and we're already in a difficult fight. Mm-hmm. And so, why would we cut ourselves off from the um, defense and offense that that we have? Yeah. I heard I heard someone say before, uh, if you're not reading your Bible. So uh, it wasn't to be like legalistic, like mm-hmm. an hour a day or something, just once again, rhythm. They said, if you're not reading your Bible, you're already losing a spiritual battle. Yes. Like you're already behind. Well, let's talk about this too. We've mentioned this before. So here's another one for the bingo card, but just that study about people who read times their Bible four, yeah. times four times or times more a week. per week, right? So what, did, what were the results of that? Loneliness dropped, yep. alcoholism dropped, viewing mm-hmm. pornography dropped. And yep. we've already talked about just a minute ago how... Those specific temptations and mm-hmm. things can be portals, portals to yeah. mm-hmm. uh, something that ca- Satan can use against us. And so there is something about getting in your Bible that mm-hmm. is proven to decrease the amount of – maybe this is the wrong word. Maybe it's the right word. It, to decrease the amount of permission you give correct, to allow Satan to, to be at mm-hmm. play in your, in your life. And so I also love James chapter 4 um, verse 7. Um, I've always loved it. Like, it, you know, whenever I was such a Bible nerd when I was a kid, because when I was like seven years old, um, I wanted to, I wanted to find a favorite Bible verse, right? Cause everybody was like, what's your favorite Bible verse? They would ask adults that all the time. I was like, well, I want a favorite Bible verse. Right. So I went to, <laughs> I found James chapter four, verse seven. And to yeah, this day, not, like, I still yeah, love it. Cool. It's so good. And it's just, it's, it says this, it says, submit to God, resist the devil. He will flee from you, mm-hmm. right? So that just kind of like makes it so simple. It's just two imperatives. Yep. Submit to God, resist the devil. You're going to be okay, mm-hmm. you know? And so just just love that as well. And so it's like don't give, um, don't give permission to something that isn't the spirit of God to control your life. Um, give mm-hmm. permission to the Holy Spirit to, to control your life and let the fruits of the spirit be the outcome of that. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Any other thoughts on some of this? Any other verses of scripture or thoughts come to mind as we kind of wrap up um, the conversation about? Well, and, you know, to continue our bingo card um, here <laughs> is this is why it's important to preach to yourself day after Correct. day. You talk to yourself more than anybody else. You talk else. to yourself more than anybody else does. And so it is we are reminding ourselves daily that I am not fighting with my power, 
I am fighting with Christ's power. Yes. And he has already won this fight. He has already, he's already fought the battle. He's already won the fight. And so I get to ride on his coattails. And so victory is, um, can be assumed. Yeah. Um, Romans 8 and 7 and 8, once again, just to reference that, there's almost um, kind of three levels of fighting against sin. And the first one is just lust. It's not even a fight at all. You're giving into it. Mm -hmm. Second level is just disgust. Like, oh, I hate this. Mm -hmm. And the third level, what we're going for is trust. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can't do this on my own. So I am relying on Christ's power. I'm mm -hmm. trusting the spirit to bear fruit. I mean, Galatians 5 doesn't say the works of the spirit. It says the fruit of the spirit, right. you know? And so when the spirit is in you, like that's the fruit coming out. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. We don't fight with our power. We fight with Christ's power, which is good news because Christ's power is infinitely greater than our power. Mm -hmm. And Christ's power um, has power, what we've seen so far, over all of creation, shut up and be still, wind and waves, mm -hmm. and over the dark spiritual yeah, realm. The extra Get creation. Out of this man. <laughs> you can't even see sometimes. And, uh, go into the pigs, right? So uh, really, really cool what this series has so far done, what Mark is doing, and what we'll continue to do is just we'll, we'll see Jesus' power on display through his miracles. Um, and I'm really excited about that. Next week is the continuation. Are you going to do Jairus and the woman together, or are you going to? So next do... week is actually John 9. We're moving okay. into John, okay, 9. John 9. And then I think, if I remember right, um, we bounce back into Mark. I know we get back into Mark. I just okay. can't remember which week it actually is before we uh, get to um, to a giant. Yeah, week four we'll be back with uh, Mark five. Okay, and Sweet. week five as as well. Okay, are you up week five or are you week four? Uh, March twenty sixth, my dad's birthday. Yeah, nice. So that's week four. That would be week four. This is week. No, two? that's week. Uh, so week. That would be week five. So the twelfth is week two. So the nineteenth is week three. So look at us all we figured all it out. So I'm on week Yay. five. Yeah. Make sure to like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> and and someone please calendars. someone please make a bingo card so we can have oh, listeners that would be, play bingo that as would they be listen. A nice little bingo card. Uh, Dad jokes could be on there, uh, or hot takes could be hot on takes. there. Luke said what a burger about Waffle House, <laughs> um, yeah. which will happen here in a minute, actually. <laughs> um, oh, hey, boy. so let's uh, let's do bottom line and challenge real quick. Um, Adam, where where'd you end up with bottom line and uh, remind us of what was said yesterday? Yeah, bottom line is just our enemy is strong, uh, but Jesus is stronger. Love it. And so that's just a, a powerful reminder. And so the challenge is just you got to identify the battle. And so what is it that you're facing and then go out, do what's natural and pray for the supernatural. Okay. And so uh, just hopefully super simple. What is the fight you're facing right now? Um, do what you can do and then pray for God to do what only God can do. Yeah. So yeah. whenever, uh, whenever I read that, do what's natural, uh, and then pray for the supernatural. Mm -hmm. I, uh, are you saying that's two separate things? So I read it as one thing. Oh, like, yeah. Do the natural thing and ask for the supernatural. Oh, that's the natural. okay. And so w that's how I read it at first. Yeah, that's good. And so I'm just now hearing it, and I thought that's that challenged me when I read it. It kind of stopped me oh. in my tracks going, hey, is my natural reaction to ask for the supernatural? Good. Because it's not. You yeah. Like, sometimes it's not. And right. I need to change my kind of gut reaction to calling on my supernatural God. Yeah, that's good. To help me. Yeah, that's not so, what I meant, but that's good. No, I like I like yeah. both. I mean, yeah. I think there's truth in both of them. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Because, like I said earlier, Jesus teaches us the Lord's Prayer, and right in the most basic prayer, probably the most prayer, the the, the prayer probably most prayed worldwide, mm -hmm. right there in it is, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, mm -hmm. from the evil one. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's natural. Yep. So, cool. Love it. All right. It's a good conversation today. Um, maybe one of the more difficult ones that we've done in the podcast, just to kind of put all of this out there. It was it was fun for me, though, and I know I'm listening to a couple of very wise and experienced guys uh, next to me. So I hope that you, like me, were encouraged and uh, maybe just reminded of some really cool things. Um, let's end with something fun. We're just going to play a simple yay or nay game. Okay, I'm going to give you a something. You've got to tell me yay, yay or nay. Yay. And of course, we have to use yay or nay. It can't be yes yeah, or no, right? Yeah, you got to say or yay or nay. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> the first one, Waffle House. Yay. yay. <laughs> See, the answer is nay. And I'm going to get this every single week until everybody believes it. Um, <laughs> You're okay. fighting a losing battle there. All right. Here's another one. Going to the dentist. Yay. 
Yay. I do it twice a year. You do it twice a year. Yeah, that's where I get my toothbrush. Nay, I uh, nay, I don't even know the last time I went. Uh, it's been a long time for me. Yeah, yeah. I you know what? So I think I probably go every five years, whether I need it or not. I'm going. I'm going twice a year. Um, and it started because a few years ago I was eating almonds in my office, and then my tooth felt weird because I had cracked it, and there was oh so I had to get like a like a cap put on it. Yeah. Um, how many and, cavities have you had in your life? Oh, I don't know. Not many. I, I mean, some, but mm-hmm. I would say five or uh, maybe. I've got I don't, I don't le- less than less than five, maybe three. One. One. Yeah. But this is, again, I don't even once know. again, I haven't it's been to the dentist in mm-hmm. um, so you don't know. a long time. Every so time I probably you chew ice, like, you're like, ow, I could ow, probably ow. have like five <laughs> cavities right now and wouldn't even know. Mm. Um, all right, March Madness. Yay. Used to be yay, but now I'm just kind of like, it, eh. used, it used to be yeah. yay, yay. Yeah. <laughs> All into it. Yee, yee. Yeah. It's to, fine. Let's set up a bracket. We need to do a bracket. Um, when does it even start? I don't even know. Uh, conference tournaments are going on right now. Right. right now? So it's, it, that's, so that's soon. one of the things that I was always confused about as a kid. Is like, it says March Madness, but, but it, it doesn't start April. until like halfway through March, and then mm-hmm. it ends in April. Tell you what, though. It was pretty is, – is Kentucky back in the top 25? Is so. Duke or North Carolina? Like earlier, it was crazy. I was yeah. talking to somebody who said, if I would have told you Kentucky, Duke, and North Carolina are not in the top 25, you would have yeah. thought college ba- like, what is college basketball anymore? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe the reason we're like, eh, yeah. maybe yay. Whereas a yeah. while back, we would have well, said, Well, my oh, wife yeah, is a yeah. KU fan, so Rock and, uh, I root for the Jayhawks too with her. So, yeah. you know, they're still nay. They're up there I, on the yeah. Jayhawks. <laughs> okay, we've yeah. got it pulled up. Yeah, Duke is twenty one, Kentucky is twenty three. Okay. Uh, North Carolina, I don't think is I don't ranked. think they're in. Yeah, Texas no. is seven. Yes, who's twenty five? Is it Georgia? Missouri. Oh, it's Missouri. It's Missouri. Yeah, yeah. I, I did see that. I was looking the other day. Is Houston still number one? Houston is one. Yeah, Houston yeah, so. one. UCLA two. Um, UCLA though just lost one of their best guards, or I think it was a guard towards Achilles. Every year I pick Gonzaga to win it, and some year I'm going to be right. Maybe <laughs> some year I'll be seventy years old. Yeah, maybe Gonzaga's going to win it someday. There you go. All right, next one. Uh, Easter is a month out today, mm-hmm. as we're recording. Is uh, yeah. March ninth? April ninth right. is Easter. Huh? So here's a couple of Easter ones. Uh, the Easter Bunny, yay or nay? Nay, nay, nay. I'm with you. He's creepy. Easter Bunny is creepy looking, man. All right, uh, Easter Egg Hunt, nay. Um. Stage of life right now. I'm gonna say yay. I'm, my kids like kids, that, and we have the yard for it, yeah. so it's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, my mom came last year, and it was awesome. She, my, my uh, kids did like it. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I didn't. Stage of life. Yeah, I, I hated it um, <laughs> when I was a kid because surprising, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I hate everything. Um, no, um, it got increasingly more difficult once my brothers got older. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'll say about that. Um, in case a. Uh, in case we don't want to ruin anything for anybody, uh, spring break. Spring break, yay or nay? Yay. Nay. Nay. It doesn't apply. It doesn't apply to me anymore. anymore. You know what? My sister was telling me they are considering out in Arizona a two-week spring break. Oh. What is happening, right? Dude, do kids even go to school anymore? No. No, basically no, not. I don't think they do. <laughs> you, can, you can tell by the math scores. All right. Um, sleeping in on a Saturday. Nay. Mm. I don't really get to. I mean, I try, <laughs> but uh, I kid you not. Rosalie was up before she would be on a school day last Saturday. So, yeah, yeah, that's fun. But also, too, I mean, I like sleeping in a little bit, but I I do feel like I try to wake up around the same time every day because I do feel like my day gets gone if I don't. Oh yeah. Well, and it messes up my sleep pattern if I like sleep too yeah. late or something like that. So, so I'm gonna say nay. Yeah, I'm with nay. I got a disc golf round at <laughs> yeah. eight thirty every Saturday, and sometimes it's thirty minutes away, and sometimes it's an hour and fifteen minutes away. So I'm up early to go get some throwing in. Um, disc golf, yay or nay? Yay, yay. Of course, everybody said yay. Don't pay attention. No, to Adam, Adam said nay. Said. There was a, no, no, no. He didn't. Uh, the Masters, yay. That's coming yay. up. Yeah, yay for that one. Um, I don't even. I haven't been paying attention to golf at all, but I don't even know who's good anymore. Right, like yeah no I, I don't really watch a whole lot but the masters is fun to watch the masters is fun I, if anything like i feel so like the, the one of the most <laughs> visual pleasing uh moments in all of sports 
is whenever they zoom in on the landscape at the Masters, oh. while the commentators are going over. Like they're just like, yeah. and we're going to talk about uh, this part of the tournament, and here is a flower. Yeah, and it's so beautiful, man. <laughs> like it is awesome. Yeah. the the way that they get all of that looking really nice. Um, okay, the original Star Wars trilogy. Yay! Yay! The prequel Star Wars trilogy. They've grown on me. I like those. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I do too. I was I was curious to see. Um, if you guys would say that, I thought you guys might go with Nay. I think the uh, the prequel Star Wars trilogy is really, really, really underrated. Um, well, it gets such a bad rap because of Phantom Menace. Correct. Uh-huh. And Jar Jar. But Jar, it's it's all because it's Jar Jar. With with the narrative of the whole story though, mm-hmm. and I get it. It just really, really makes a makes a big difference. And to I guess right now I'm I'm watching the Clone Wars, like the cartoon series, mm-hmm. um, cool. and. That really pulls a lot of the story together too, and it's it's just some really cool stuff. So I like the prequel, um, not as much as the original, but definitely um, yeah. not. I, I like it way more than some people do. Okay, um, cinnamon rolls, specifically the ones that we ate yesterday at church. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yay! Okay, me too. The XFL. I haven't watched. I haven't watched it this year. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. So nay. 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 I'm the same hasn't, way. Hasn't grabbed me. No. All right. A couple more. And uh, this is happening tonight. And the three of us won't be there. But um, uh, you matter. Women's Night of Worship. Yay. 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 Get there. Yeah. Get there. If you're, if, you're, if you're a woman and you're listening, get there. If you're a man and you're listening, get your woman there. <laughs> and uh, hang out with the boys uh, tonight so that your your significant other and your daughters and all that sort of stuff can get out there for some worship. Uh, Corinth in your car. Yay. Oh, yay. 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 <laughs> all right. We all agree on that one. That's all I've got. Is like there any? Bingo next you guys want to? Yeah, we'll have a bingo <laughs> card uh, next week. And uh, man, just thanks, thanks for a good conversation um, today. We hope that you were encouraged um, by our time together. Um, and yeah, we'll be ready for part three of Healer, the Miracles of Jesus next Sunday. So we will see you in person then and back in the car on Monday morning. Until next time, peace and grace. Peas and carrots. Cheese and rice.